Thanks for downloading the Sunranto Show. For early and ad-free access to Sunranto, please become a subscriber at patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto, where you'll have access to not only this show early and ad-free, but also our daily Cubs pod, which lets you know what happened in the Cubs game and all the Cubs news that's fit to print on a daily basis. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Don't make me tell you again. Enjoy the show. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the love of old Lucy. Boutros Golly. Michael. Sunrento, Michael Sunrento Are you ready for some Ranto? Are you ready for some baseball? Because it's Monday night, baseball with the Ranters. Hey, um. Greenfield Fly Girl. <laughs> thanks for tuning into the Sun Ranto Show, uh, where we are not a football game. We, th- there's um, much. I realize we're on against Monday night football, so, um, I don't know if it's important who's, who's playing who. Don't they have only, only have bad matchups on Monday night now? It's, it's all bad matchups. I don't know. I watch the Bears, and they're terrible. So I don't all really their matchups are bad. Playing. Yeah. So uh, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. Uh, you just heard the voice of Michael Cotton uh, out there in, in Iowa City, living the dream. Living the dream. And it's, only, uh, it's, uh, it's less than six months to um, to St. Patrick's Day. So I got the green hat. I got my Irish uh, stout in my Dropkick Murphy's glass, and I'm celebrating a few days too late, but the the half St. Patrick's Day. One one week left in the season, he's already celebrating spring training. Like, that's the kind of optimism we get on this show. And IFG, what are you doing and what are you drinking? Uh, I am experiencing a Monday, but I am drinking... Um, <laughs> From I, I'm really proud of this one. This is from Bosque Brewing here in Woodenville, uh, Washington. It's on the other side of the lake here. And this one is called Splainer. <laughs> oh, nice. It this artwork. It's gorgeous. It's pink. We got some women doing some work. Uh, the, the really cool thing about this one, um, you guys know I love to find the little, um, the, the little tiny breweries that – donate to charities and things like that. And what this uh, beer is, is a collaboration with something called the um, the Pink Boots Collaboration Brew Day thing. And what it does is it raises money for scholarships for women who work in the brewing industry. Oh, oh cool. Well, I hope you're here to women-splain a few things to us tonight. Like, for example, like, why does Ian Hat bunt? <laughs> why why does pretty- anybody bunt? Stop bunting. Why are the why are the Cubs six games out and people are excited? 
Yeah, I don't know. Well, you don't seem too excited. Everybody's we said right before we went on that we're all feeling a little bit tired tonight. But I I have a feeling that just by doing this show, it's going to wake us up and we'll all be up past our bedtime yet once again. That's what I've been hoping. I'm I'm just hoping for that enthusiasm that you guys were going to bring. But then we all got here and we are all tired. So who knows? (laughs) You were like, I was counting on you to be the guy that (laughs) put us through. Um, I do want to mention that uh, we're doing a the the chance giveaway in the uh, the chat. So if you hashtag chance, you could win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom, and um, it's just it's worthwhile. I've got a bag of goodies, and uh, oh, I I I don't hold on one second. I'm going to get the thing that I'm adding to the bag of goodies. So he's added stuff to the bag of goodies. I actually brought home a bag of goodies from uh, Wrigley when I was there last week on accident. Uh, but we have some we have some pretty cool hats in there, and uh, a Sean Dunstan, Mark Grace, Cubs Hall of Fame pin pack. Yeah, so yeah, some of those. And the the Hall of Fame pin pack is what's going in the bag of goodies for the chance yearly annual winner. So not only do you miss, win the message of Cubs of love, God, love and doom. Yeah, hope and doom. Love and doom. Hope, love and, doom. And, doom. hope and doom. I don't know. We'll see where how I feel when I write it. Um, hopefully it's hope because the Cubs are in the playoffs. But we'll talk about that um, in two seconds. But I, I want to mention. He's loving guns. Lawyers, guns, and money. <laughs> um, so uh, Bernie Barron in, in here in the chat saying, I want those pins. Bill Suggis. hashtag chance. Exactly. Bill Suggis, those hats are fire. We're just doing four-syllable <laughs> sentences yeah. tonight. Um, this is brought to you, the Sun Ranto Show, that is, by our 116 Patreon supporters and also our very special supporters, uh, Blake Beard's tickets. Uh, you got no more games this year to be able to buy Blake Beard's tickets at Wrigley Field, unless the playoffs. But I think Blake probably wants to use any playoff tickets that the Cubs might have for us. Um, but at the Blake Beard on Twitter, if you want great seats, Rogue Wave Creative uh, for branding, graphic, and web design needs. You can find them on Twitter too. And the Cubs PS Plus podcast. A North Side numbers game. All those entities bring you the Sun Rancher Show with our Patreon supporters who, guess what? It is the last show of September. Thus, we are giving away an In the Clutch t-shirt tonight to a very lucky uh, nice. supporter who uh, wins the Patreon prize of the month. So, And later on, we will be welcoming Eric Wheelow to the show who's going to tell us why uh, the Cubs are going to uh, trounce the Brewers all weekend long, and then continue trouncing them in the wild card series. He'll be here to talk about that in the third section. Um, but first, I want to talk about some Cubs baseball. Um, hey. Played the Pirates, didn't do so well. Lost two or three to a team Not that we had barely lost to. Only one loss all year to the Pirates until. We lose two or three when it counts most. Well, they, I mean, they they stretched that to ten and one because they won the first game of this series before losing the next two. So at that point, they were ten out of eleven wins on the season. Nobody expected them to lose the final two games. I mean, maybe one, but both yeah. of them. Come on. 
Bonkers. Yeah, and then and Grandpa Lossy was pretty pissed off. He was like, "Here, I got my Grandpa Lossy bobblehead to tell you all about it." Ah, uh, you know, it's too bad we can't lose to a bad team like the Pirates. And then Derek Shelton was like, "What? Why are you calling us a bad team, Grandpa Lossy?" And he's like, "Yeah, you guys freaking stink." And then, uh, well. I had a little text exchange with our old friend, John Baker, who works for the Pirates, who basically said to me, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard anybody say. You don't show up another team at all. Like, just don't be like, oh, they're not very good. We should have beat. No, this is a Major League Baseball team with guys that work really hard to be awesome at baseball. And they yeah, beat. We're the ones ass. who are supposed to say dumb shit like that, not lossy. Exactly. <laughs> lossy, uh, what a fail. Um, and what a fail for the Cubs because, you know, you right now, if the season were to end today, we are tied with the Diamondbacks for the second and third spot. So technically it's the third spot because we, the Diamondbacks has the season. Well, series. no, there, there are no ties. I'm sorry. This is, you know what? Since we're, since we, you brought this up so quickly, tied. we are not, this tied. is, this is my TFC with the Diamondbacks. So for the listeners, it's showing the Diamondbacks and the Cubs tied in their records and it says, with the Diamondbacks losing to the Yankees today, the Cubs are now tied for wild card two. D-backs hold tiebreaker. Like, it literally says in the post that they hold the tiebreaker. Yeah, Do you know what that tied. means? We're not it tied. means they're not tied. Yeah. It means the right. Cubs are wild card three. That, there, there are no tiebreak. Like, there's no ties. That's right. just not happening. And it... It's been going on for the like last three or four days. Everybody freaking run around out there going, "Oh, we're tied with the Diamondbacks, and we're or if we do this, we'll be tied with the Diamondbacks. We will no. never be tied with the Diamondbacks ever. But we could get ahead of the Diamondbacks, and right, but that would put us in the second. Them. Yeah, you can get ahead of them, but you cannot tie with them because a tie is a loss. Right. Yeah. So, but uh, let's talk about how we got to this non-tie, which is uh, by losing to the Pirates. And we win the first game 14-1, to and somehow Grandpa Lossie uses more pitchers in a 14-1 to trouncing than the Pirates used. And, you know, I'm like, what is going on? Like, And how- not, e- not even, like, the bad pitchers. Like, he was using guys, like, he was using the dudes. He had yeah. guys like uh, Lighter out there and um, didn't out. You got to give your guys a chance to come back from 14 to 1. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the thing that's – so Assad starts this game, and he's a guy that just pretty recently uh, went, I think, around 100 pitches, maybe even more, and in Cincinnati went eight innings of work. Here he w- goes only five innings. Then they start using him piggyback uh, this weekend with uh, with uh, Stroman. But in this 14-to-1 trouncing, Assad goes five. Then you use Smiley Quas, who pitches every single day. Like, this guy will yeah. never not pitch. Then Leiter Jr., also your big gun. Uh, and then finally, Little, you get the rookie out there at the end. But, yeah, you no, no Palencia. I mean, maybe Palencia wasn't available, but they're – they did not use. They didn't go to garbage time, and quite technically, the whole bullpen's got a garbage time. And, <laughs> so, and who, like, <laughs> so who is their kind of long man right now? Like, I guess it's got to. 
Well, or Wesneski can go a couple of innings, and Wesneski is not very good, so he's a low leverage guy. Like, why wasn't he out there maybe pitching the last two innings or something? Like, they don't use him in tight games anyway, so put him in those. Yeah, and Assad has been one of our top pitchers. This is what Robert Sanchez is uh, pointing out here. Forget the relievers. We had our top starters going. Should never have gotten to the relievers. And that's the frustrating thing. So you win the first one 14-1. Canario with the huge grand slam. And, of yes. course, got his ass benched the next day because of it. <laughs> because you that's not how you play, Alexander. Nope. You got you to gotta go. You got to be a gritty ball player, like real hard-nosed and scrappy. And then maybe go like one for four with the single, and you'll be right back out there the next day. Mark my words, playing third base yet once again. But yeah. that, Grand Slams, oh, that'll sit you on the bench so fast. Oh, it's not even. They funny. did the same thing to Velasquez I, when he did it. Oh, absolutely. I, there are there are things I could say, but I've said them enough. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like I need to to woman explain something here just to take the opportunity <laughs> over here in the in the chat here we have uh john pincus our good friend says records are the same in every sport that's called a tie and then you have something called a tiebreaker unfortunately john pincus that's no longer true um there there will be no tiebreaker game there's no tiebreaker playoff there's no game 163 um if yeah, if the, if our records are the same, then it goes to a head-to-head matchup. We lost games against the Diamondbacks, so he's they, saying the tiebreaker mm-hmm. is the season series already exists, which makes them not tied, which just means that they're in the spot. I mean, I think this right. is semantics here. I don't want to totally is, sidetrack us with the semantics. No, <laughs> no, but I but I do think it is meaningful because people are used to there being, you know the opportunity to break a tie and yeah, there is all it's all been decided by the computers ahead of time. Yeah. yeah. Well, and well, or by the teams. Well, I mean, actually, cut, cut I, you know lost. what? I'm glad you brought that up. It's not being decided by the computers. It's being decided by the teams throughout the season. The Cubs lost what they lose five of seven to the Diamondbacks. Yeah, Cubs do not have a good record yeah. against they, teams yeah. above 500. They just yeah. don't. And they, right. th- that's well, where the Marlins are. That's where the Diamondbacks are. JD and Shit Bambi were talking about this the other day on the, sh- the game. And of course, what do you think Shit Bambi is talking about? Right? Tying tie his Nikes? Nope. He's <laughs> saying, shouldn't the. Uh, run differential matter uh, more than head to head. No, it's no. Win the damn games you need to win. You gotta <laughs> play the game. You just because you got to play the Pirates twelve times and you you literally kicked the living crap out of them for ten of those times doesn't mean that you're a better team. You've got to beat the team when you play. It's I swear to God, every time this guy opens his mouth, he's like, you know how baseball works? I want to stop baseball. I want it to be just about the numbers. He wants little league hit, run, and pitch. That's what he wants. He just wants to get guys out there. It's going to be one weekend in June, and that's going to be the entire season. If We're a just guy- going to watch guys run in their underwear like it's the freaking NFL combine, and now, then we're going to call it good. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, I do think I do think at some point it gets to a point where you're like, okay, guys, if if we're really boiling it down like this, let's just plug everybody's, you know, expected numbers into the computer and spit out who wins the World Series this year and, you know, do away with this whole playing out the sport thing. Well, I would be curious. Stupid. You you know what I I wish there was a generator for like for like if chat GPT could do something like this, which is take. Like every day, I get to load my lineup into the Chat GPT, and yeah. and it will spit out what my team would have done offensively with that lineup, you know, versus the lineup that Grandpa Lossie put out. So then, over the course of the season, I could see if I could outmanage the Chat GPT with you know with my lineup. You know what I mean? Like because it would have been. Somewhat different, uh, you know. If I had had my guy, like my order, let's say, like even if it's the same sure. players, but my order, you know, yeah. like when they're getting the hits in all the wrong order, like for example, like why is say a batting sixth being the hottest hitter on the team? Like I don't know. Like maybe you should change that and move Hap down because he's not good from the right side. Like I don't know. Just yeah, I would what, like what to see my that. Cubs pods the other day was uh, I I actually talked about that. I think Talkman got a hit. And then the next two guys got walks and the other two guys in the, and then everybody else like struck out, but like, because he got the hit first, they didn't score. Yeah. But right. if, if the hit comes last, then we might score two. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just so yeah. interesting how that works out, but you know, they didn't. Yeah. It, it, well, and- I agree with you, Danny. I would love to have that sort of ability to just throw out your lineup and then see how that would work out if the hits just happened the way the hits happen. Yeah. And uh and talk about run differential. So you win the first one 14 to 1, you lose the second one 13 to 3, and that was Dan Nielsen day. And I I do have to talk a little bit about this. Um first of all, th- thanks to uh here's me and Bill and uh Ronnie Woo Woo. Uh and and Dan Nielsen was totally obsessed with Ronnie Woo Woo. So it was <laughs> it was, was it was pretty uh fitting that we ran into Ronnie on the way up up there and um I, I had a picture of the crew but i can't find it right now but i will put up this picture of dan's dad and mom and his girlfriend and this is a bunch of his family back there in in the row and it, michael you were there too um as well but i i, I want to point out that dan's dad is holding a ball in this picture and a couple of really special things happened at this game. The first being that the Cubs, well, they gave up seven runs in the fourth inning and we were losing badly seven to one. And it looked like, you know, like Dan Nielsen was like shitting on his own birthday from heaven, you know? And then, um, <laughs> then Dan's message goes up on the board in the fifth inning. And this is what we put up. Thank you to everybody that gave to that Dan Nielsen fund. I know that they're, we gave most of the money to um, his friend Johnny, who was also there at this game, and um, and they're going to do like a memorial or something like that in, I guess, out there. But anyway, w- part of the money we used for this, and it was so we put "Happy Birthday, Dan Nielsen" number zero zero, which was his jersey number. It was worn in the bleachers by both his girlfriend and his uh, dad. Um, and we put Dan Nielsen, double zero, son, friend, ranter. And there was a little cheer that we all gave when that went up. And then in the bottom of the fifth inning, right after this showed on the video board, Ian Happ hit a grand slam and the Cubs were back in it. And we were going nuts out there. Like, oh, you know, yeah. 
I was buying in. I was like, ooh, it's the Dan Nielsen uh, rally, you know, that we're going to get. Like, Dan Nielsen's good luck. His name gets on the board, and all of a sudden, Ian Happ hit a grand slam. Because Ian Happ's standing right in front of us playing uh, left field. So we're having the best time. Dan had about 25 relatives there. We're all cheering and going nuts. And then, uh, Michael, did you see the play where Dan's, I think it's his cousin's daughter, Happ threw up a ball. And Dan Nielsen's cousin's daughter made a barehanded snag. She's like this yeah, 20, she, 20, young, like early 20s, this girl. And she freaking put a hand up. Goosh, and everybody was like, whoa. And I asked her later, I'm like, you played, right? And she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so odd. Nothing could be more obvious. Uh, but she gets a ball. So one of our, our group gets a ball from Hap. And then later on, there's this little like chunky kid who looked like me when I was like 12 years old. And hi, Joan. Joan is here. Yes. Uh, oh, I'm just uh, – that's uh, – who who don't know, that's Dan Nielsen's mom. And uh, so I, I don't know who the kid was. And maybe put it in the chat, Joan, what this kid's name is. But the kid caught the ball in his hat and uh, then gr- did the most mature thing I've ever seen a young man do, which is knew what the perfect thing to do with that ball at that moment was. And he took that ball and he went up to the – to Dan's dad, a row up, and he gave it to him, and that's how we get this picture of Dan's dad with Aww. holding the baseball. And it was just like a really special moment for everybody, and it really made me feel in like about the the magic of baseball and the family of it. And like I'm a pretty cynical bastard, and <laughs> to have moments like that happen, it just you know made me remember that life can be magical and that we can find great things in bad experiences yeah and it and it was wonderful and anybody who's ever i mean people go to games i obviously don't go to nearly as many as danny but like you don't get a lot of balls i mean when ian happ is throwing them into your section that helps you know but outside of that like it's not easy to get a ball and then for that kid to just have the wherewithal to take it up and give it to Dan's dad was amazing. I feel like Ian Happ is tuned in with the fans too. Um, Joan writes in the kid who caught the ball in his hat was Dan's cousin's kid. Okay. Yeah. That's two. That's two in, in our group. And I, and I feel like Ian Happ is also so in tune with the left field bleacher bums and that, you know, like for example, and big shout out to bleacher Jeff, by the way, who held down the fort for us for 25 people to save seats in the bleachers i mean is not an easy task yeah and so he (laughs) went out there and he had a big roll of tape and he taped it all off for us and he made sure it could happen and so thanks to him i thought it was messed up when i came down there though because he immediately looked at me he goes you're from iowa and you only come to like four games you're Mm -hmm. gonna have to leave and i felt really bad (laughs) i had to like really plead my case just to sit with you guys it was rough So, um, but yeah, it was, so I think Hap probably knew that, you know, Jeff had something going on if he's taping off all those seats. And so I think he threw it in our section on purpose, maybe, you know, you know, either accidentally or on purpose in his brain. But I mean, he knows, you know, I, I kid his arm from time to time, but he's got good aim, especially when it's close. I mean, anymore, we can't really 
talk too much about his arm because he's had he's gunned a few guys down this year that mm-hmm. has really opened my eyes to uh he's actually he's done something he's he's maybe got drive line for left fielders going on or something so uh the now the thing that was bad about this game was the game <laughs> so, was, was it they lost from yeah. that point on like they had the great amazing rally everybody got excited we were high-fiving everybody's great and from that point on it was just a struggle to you know just well it's still fun (laughs) yeah i mean and it was but we really needed the win and it you know you had here's the thing you had steel on the mound and he basically lost the cy young in front of our face in front of our faces oh god yes you gotta wonder if he's out of steam um, at this point, is this the most innings he's ever taken? Doesn't bode well for him. Like, for example, like right now, he's going to pitch the first game in Atlanta, and uh, I maybe if you need him, he's going to pitch that last game in Milwaukee. Or uh, you can't. You're not saving anybody right now. You got to get to the postseason if you're going to do it. But so he might have to pitch that last game. But if you're in into it, he's also set up to be your game one starter of the wild card if you don't need that final win on Sunday in Milwaukee. So um, it just doesn't bode well because he got his butt kicked on Dan Nielsen Day and embarrassed himself in front of Dan and his entire family. And um, But the Cubs did battle back. They did manage to score seven runs. But if you were to tell me that the Cubs were going to score seven runs on a day that Justin Steele was pitching, I would say they were going to win this game seven to two or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think we should should put credit where credit is due. Uh, Bill Sugis was sitting out there. And, like, second inning, Bill just, you know, just right out in the open, right out to – to God and everybody just just challenging the baseball gods, Bill said, I've never seen the W in the lights. <laughs> and from that point on, we kind of know, we're like, oh, Bill. <laughs> this is not going to go well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. It, it, and then the next night was the same game, basically. The, this time the defense was kind of crappy. The defense – it's another thing. The Dansby and Nico are looking a little tired right now. They're kind of screwing up up the middle. Uh, Nico is dropping a bunch of baseballs out there. Um, Talkman and center not getting the balls that, you know, I mean, just maybe the legs are not under him right now. Got Belly over there playing first base. Of course, Pete Crow Armstrong's on the bench until he comes out later in the game, but he looks overmatched at the bat anyway. And then you have Hendo. He only gives up one earned run um, out of the three that he gave up. But the bullpen gave this one up. They just, you know, the Cubs kept battling back, and the bullpen's like, nah, nah. The Cubs would get, like, within one, and then the bullpen would be like, nah, we're going to give up three and make it even harder for you. And then the they'd, Cubs would get two more and get a little closer, and then nah, the bullpen give up two more. And it just, like, it was, like, the same thing that happened two nights in a row. Cubs, try, the offense tried to battle back, and it's just the, the bullpen is taxed. Yes. Oh, well, I mean, the whole team – the whole team is tired and worn out. It's uh, it's pretty rough. I mean, I was going through some of the, you know, just kind of looking at some of the home stats, you know, these guys playing home. You know, like uh, all the guys that have played the most games at home is, oh, God, Jeff Berta says PCA looks like Vitters. And he's Please. talking about J- Josh Vitters. And 
anybody who remembers that era, that is that is a frightening thing to think about. We get it. We a lot of people got excited about Vitters, and uh, he. Well, Fizzle. if you don't know about Vitters, that's yeah. what happened. Guess what happened to him? <laughs> yeah, nothing. Um, yeah, Master Boney with a bad throwing error pointed out by Tom Cooper. Yeah, I mean there was a just a bad defense. It just overall looked bad. So I mean, you got to say that it's they just kind of looked sloppy, and you know you had the Pirates. Oh, that was another thing too. Uh, Morell finally got to play third base in the game that they won, and he looked good. He looked good over there. Like, I mean, nothing spectacular happened or whatever, but he looked good. He had one that he had to, you know, a running snag and throw. Like, it looked really good. And then, of course, Ross GPT sat up on the bench or put him a a DH and put Master Boney out there, who... Now, I... (laughs) You know... Far be it for me to say nice things about Miles Mastroboni, but he has actually kind of been outplaying what we expect from his bat lately. I, I mean, in those last two games against Pirates, he had five hits. Then let him DH and let Morell play third base. I'm not saying you can't play him, and I'm not denying that, yes, he had a good series at the plate, but he didn't have a good series in the field. Like, he wasn't yeah. anything special in the field. He had at least one error. He had another one that possibly could have been one. Like, but he he's not lighting it up defensively in any way that you say, oh, well, he's got to be on the field, you know? And Morell had one game, and he looked better than – I'm sorry. He looks better than Master Boney at third. No, I, I, I mean, I agree. The bat is <laughs> A bat, the bat is a different part of the game because now that we have this stupid DH in the National League, you don't have to play a guy there all the time. Yet they still keep choosing someone else besides Morell. It's like anybody but Morell is, you know, like right above Ross's door. He walks out the door, you know, like play like a champion today. And he slaps it, just says anybody but Morell. Bam, and he hits it, and then Morel plays DH. Well, and even with Madrigal on the shelf, he still doesn't get more than one start. I mean, I think he started there twice this year, maybe three times. <laughs> yeah. But um, All your third basemen are dead. And, and he then still doesn't get to start. Doesn't get to start it. But it's like when we started with uh, only the whole season with only two outfielders, left Morel in the minors along with Mike Tockman <laughs> and Nelson Velasquez. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, Nelson Nelly V started with us, right? Oh no, he didn't. No, he did not. Yeah, yeah. Just like they're like, we're fine. We'll make Trey Mancini play right. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> we're good. There was the there was a reason we had the uh, identify this white guy game going on at the yeah. beginning of the season. And oh we got Master Boney at third base. We got uh, Talkman. Uh, he'll be DH now. Nah, well, let's bench him. He's too good. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> they they started the year with like eight third basemen because. Corner was playing second, and the eight second baseman they just moved over to third, and <laughs> except for the one third baseman we had, and they're like, "Why don't we see what he does in center field and right? You know, he'll play second. You know, it's just it's insane." It's the GPT. 
Well, let's get into this Rocky series. We swept them, and we really needed to. Uh, Cubs win six nothing. They win six to three, and then yesterday's game was pretty close, uh, four to three. But I, I want to start here. Is the it was it was a really festive day in the bleachers. I mean, really festive. It's the bleacher barbecue. I didn't get a great picture, but to give you kind of the scope of how much food there was at the bleacher uh, potluck is you can kind of see how much it like I'm, this is the edge of the food and it goes all the way back. That's gotta be a good 20, 25 feet, feet of food and go in four complete rows. So I, the way I kind of estimate it, it's like a hundred feet of buffet. And there was, yeah. And there was, Pulled pork. There were sliders. There, uh, here I'll put up this picture of uh, Fitzy. You can't really see what this is, but it's like bacon wrapped. Uh, forget what he wrapped, but there was a uh, fried shrimp. There was a uh, shrimp cocktail. There was donuts. I mean, it was ridiculous. It fed the entire left field bleachers. It fed the security. It fed the ushers. It. I mean, everybody came through, including the bees. At the because of course it's bee season, so like, and it was just amazing. There was cookies, and I brought some quiche, and um, and I got on, and Miguel was out there. Miguel Esparza, the Spanish language announcer, and check this out. I got on Spanish language television. Pretty proud. Here's my Spanish debut on TV. Check this out. Así mismito, tengo a Danny Rocket con nosotros a la derecha. Danny, explícanos un poquito qué hay, porque todo el mundo tiene comida, todo el mundo disfrutando. Cuéntanos. Sí, hay mucho comida para compartir para todos y todos los fanáticos de los bleachers traen mucho comida para compartir para todos. Si necesita, venga acá ahora. Oye, Danny, tú que cocinas Oh, uh, yo trae uh, quiche. Okay. No sé en español quiche. He said he brought his keys. So. Not bad, huh? I held That's my own. Good. Good. So, of course, if you don't speak Spanish, all I said was that we brought a lot of food. All the Bleacher fans brought a lot of food to share, and you should come here and eat some with us. So. Um, now I was pretty, I was like, can I do this? Like, I didn't know. Cause sometimes when you try to speak a language, you get too nervous to speak it. You can't do it. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on you in that moment being on TV and everything. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm not watching me on TV. So that's like, actually it's normal. Cause it's not like you're like, I'm on TV. You're really just standing there with a guy. But There was a dude with a microphone in your face and yeah. he's like, okay, he's like, now, friend, now speak another language. I mean, it's tough. So, um, it, uh, Bernie said, Baron writes in, I have FOMO. I got to say, Bernie, she sent me two tickets to this game, bleacher tickets to this game. And be, and I tried to sell them. I tried to give them to people that I knew and I couldn't. So I sold them and I lived to play another day. And, um, I just sold, I tried to sell them on, it, listen, can I just say this? If you're looking for tickets, anybody listening to this right now, go to Twitter first and look for them because somebody's going to be like, I can't go or I've got an extra or whatever it is. Go just type in Cubs ticket into the search or go on Facebook or Instagram or might. And also be very careful of scams oh, yeah. in this way, too, because there's a- <laughs> you're saying the exact same thing at the same time or, or you're saying the opposite things at the same. Go to Twitter. 
because go you can to find Twitter and look careful. for somebody who is That's also like where the scams are. Yeah, but you you look for people who are followed by people that you're following. Yeah, there's something legit, you know, and or, or look at mine because sometimes I have I have some, but like the thing is, it's like you end up selling these things for forty bucks a piece, but the guy on the other end's paying like sixty five. You know, yeah. so some fool paid sixty five, and I'm like out there being like. $40, who wants to go, you know, like face value, let's go, you know, like, but nobody wanted to do it. So anyway. Yeah. Um, well, getting back to the, so I didn't get to go this year. I went last year to the final game of this season and I got to take part in the whole buffet thing and it is wonderful. And I can't remember Danny who we were talking to, but I personally think that, if there's a bucket list, there's like a Wrigley bucket list, like all the different things you want to do. You want to go to a Cardinals game. You want to, you know, maybe get down on the field. You want to do all these different things. I would say that being in left field for the final game of the, a season and taking part in that, bringing food to share with people and then sharing the food is on the bucket list. It was Absolutely. so much fun when I went and did it, and it, it it's amazing. And if anybody can do it, if anybody's thinking now, because you won't have any time to forget by all of next year. But, yeah, just think like, hey, that last game, try and get that ticket and get in there. Uh, Fitzy Sean writes in, yo, we are going to blue out the south side on Thursday. Tickets under a dollar. That's a great idea. I can't go, but uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a great idea. But also, Fitzy, would you write in what your – what your uh, what was wrapped in bacon that you made? Because uh, Haley's pointing out that you just missed your cameo with the bacon things. <laughs> she, <laughs> she also doesn't know what was inside of them. And um, uh, Fitzy also says, "Yes, I think we need a bleacher buffet once a month." Hey, that's not a bad idea. Like the last Sunday game of the month, and we just you know we just keep going. But listen, this bleacher buffet has really taken off. Like there's really good food there now. Like people. Like, uh, I mean, seriously, the pulled pork was like a whole tray of it. Like, there was enough to feed an army. Somebody was up roasting all night. I think that was, God, I think it was Robert Lightson, who's, uh, he just had a kid this year. He's a regular bleacher dude, sits in the first row with Mai Tai. Oh, and speaking of Mai Tai, God, what a festive day. Look at this guy. Walking around with a pineapple full of rum. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. Yeah, brings his own pineapple in. And um, also a really cool th thing happened with uh, Bleacher Jeff, which is Ian Happ threw up. He comes running out uh, before the game. And I hope you just end right there. Ian Happ threw up. And he <laughs> threw he threw up a ball to Bleacher Jeff that was rubber band wrapped with a $100 bill. And oh, wow. so there's Jeff with the, his ball in the 100 you see him uh, standing there. And then here's what the ball says from Ian. Thanks for the support all season. You guys are the best in baseball uh, today. Enjoy today on me is what he said. So that and little does he know that only buys three beer bats. Yeah, I was going to say that doesn't go very far in the bleachers. Plus, nothing will piss off somebody running, you know, like sitting there like selling beers. Like you showing up with a hundred dollar bill, like really a hundred dollar. 
well, right it, at the start of the game, you it, sons it, of bitches. Well, it's actually cashless now, which is the other thing. So like <laughs> Jeff just pocketed the hundo and and it, like at some point during the game he was drinking something blue and I was like, What are you doing? Like he didn't say like you know, get diabetes on me. He said, <laughs> he said enjoy this one. Enjoy this one on me. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah, Wrigley does not accept cash. And Terry E. asked, you can get a pineapple past security. The answer is apparently. Absolutely. If you go to Wrigley, I mean, what a lot of people just don't seem to know, even though we've said it a number of times in this show and it's not a secret, you can take food into Wrigley. It's, not a problem. That's the the whole buffet thing is not like, oh, it's a special day. Bring in your food. No, you can you can walk in with the Lumanadis just in your hand. You just have to open it up and show them it's Lumanadis and it's not a I don't know what you would put in a pizza box that would be dangerous, but black tar heroin. Yes. As long as it's not a pizza box full of black tar heroin. <laughs> then you're good. Um, this in from Sean Fitzy, um, what was in the bacon wrapped was andouille sausage wrapped in bacon with cream cheese, sour cream, five kinds of, what does that say? Stop cheese? Yeah. Stoop? Stoop cheese? Oh, stoop cheese? Some, some jalapenos? I, I think it might be a... a uh, we'll, have to, I, we'll have to ask Wheelo when he comes on. Yeah. What five kinds of Wisconsin stoop cheeses? Yeah, he'll know too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his family used to make stoop cheese, I believe. <laughs> the Wheelo, the Wheelo stoop cheese factory from <laughs> 1918 closed in the 70s. Um, oh, and a spicy sweet sauce came with it too. So it was just incredible. And I also was there with family and friends and my sisters and uh, this family that we grew up with, the, the Belos, uh, they recreated this photograph. So Everyone Danny's ever known, it, their names rhyme with Elo, like Elo <laughs> and Belos and all of them. Well, this is uh, left to right, uh, Debbie, my sister Amy, Mary, and my other sister Alyssa. And this is them, I would say, probably 92-ish, 1992. There they are, the upper deck at Wrigley Field. We were all always big Cubs fans. They lived on the same block as me growing up. And so we all went to the game on Friday, and they recreated the photo. There they are now in the same nice. order. So I just – we're on the other – I think they're on the first base side in this photo and third base side in this one. But I just, I just love – these every Christmas families do this, you know, with like an, a grown adult, like with, you know, acting like a baby or something like that. I just think it's it's so fun, though. <laughs> I really do. It um, is. So it was a really fun weekend. Fan appreciation. week. I had a great time. Of course, we're all hoping there's more games at Wrigley Field, especially ones like these ones. Uh, Jamie Cubs win six nothing. Tyone was pretty good. Four walks, four hits. Hey, you seven know what? Strikeouts. You know, I. Good. I'm accepting all like kind of half-ass apologies because I'm the only guy in the world who was on the the Tyone just saying, you know what, Tyone's not that bad. He does the thing that he's supposed to do. He had a really bad month and he's getting better. Blah 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 blah. You guys have heard it a bunch, but I was looking because I was looking at the stats for the end of the season. And who do you think has the second most? Starts 
the second most innings, the second most uh, like strikeouts, everything. It's all Jamison Tyone. Now, he's got an ERA that is 2.05 higher than Justin Steele. But everything else, like he's he's like right there with him. Yeah. Oh, he also walked way many, way more guys, and gave up way more hits and all that stuff. But you know what I'm saying, like, and runs. If if <laughs> you know, it, it's just one of those things. It's like through the whole season, everybody's so upset with Tyone, probably because the Cubs sort of passed him off as this like good signing in the off season. He's just a number five, and as a number five. He did everything you could ask a number five to do, and we have a $26 million number five for the next three seasons. <laughs> and you're happy about this. <laughs> no, what, I'm not happy about it. I'm, I'm just saying everybody, like, loses their crap over Tyone, and I'm just saying it's not he, – he's not nearly as bad as everybody acts like he is. And, I mean, in a season where – Man, we needed somebody to take innings. He took a lot of innings. He's 10 more innings ahead of Stroman, who's in third place. He is worth negative a half of a win. Yeah, not not great. So so if we lose if we lose I, I would say he was playoffs worth, by one game, he is responsible for half of that. He, and then the other half is worth, some combination of Eric Hosmer and Trey Mancini. Yeah, I don't know. If you broke it down by month, he might have been worth about minus three just in May alone. <laughs> like, he was so bad in May. He sure did a lot of losing in May, that's for sure. Yeah, and then he came back and, you know, and I still wonder how much it has to do with him coming in and trying to, like, change some things around and then finding out that that was maybe not the best thing to do. But he was He's good in this. Old man. But he was good on Friday, and he and they actually shut out the Rockies. And he, he danced out of the fire. He's a professional pitcher. I'll give him that. He's you know knows what he's doing out there. He's curious about the game. He he's trying his hardest. Like it's not like he's like some punk. So um, yeah, Tom Duke, Cooper says he had a seven ERA for a great part of the season, and he ended with a five point oh five, which tells you that the end of that season he got his legs under him and pitched way better than he did early on. Absolutely, but um, you know, just you know. It, We'll see what we need him down the stretch. We need every game now. So actually, you know, just whatever. I hope well, he does great. I hope he, and, I hope he has another game just like this. He's not a guy that I want on like in the starting rotation for the end of season tournament, though. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like go out there and play. You know, play in the the series here in the playoffs. No, you know, well, maybe as I, a I long do, man or something. I do want to talk about that. Well, I do want to talk about. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but like, you know maybe how this might line up for the playoffs, but I, I want to talk about that in the third segment, okay. but um, in the, say a, say a temper continues, like he was responsible for almost all the offense on in that game one. Um, and he's just been freaking awesome. Like, like this second half, ever since he got benched, like that's why it's frustrating that loss. He didn't do it to any of the other guys and he continues to ride them. And then just making like, like in that four to three game yesterday, like, like with the whole Talkman, the whole center field sequence, like when he pinch hit Talkman and then he pinch ran t- uh, PCA. He used all three center fielders that, you know, not, I mean, they have more center fielders like Bellinger or whatever, but yeah, they had Canario in center. They yeah. replaced him with Talkman to hit 
and then they replaced Talkman with PCA to run. Which is dumb as shit because, uh, you know, the thing is, so Talkman's on, on second base. Now, you didn't know that was going to happen. So, you know, were you just going to pinch it, Talkman, and then just put PCA out, out there? Or, like, did you just shit your pants and be like, ooh, PCA is much faster? How much faster is PCA than Mike Talkman? Like, they both probably score on a freaking single. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and they. <laughs> That's why they call it scoring position. They don't call it PCA scoring position, and Talkman has to be at third in order to be in scoring position. Everyone at second is in scoring position. So Unless just- in high France, but. That's a different. Like, I mean, maybe late in the game. But, I mean, I believe it was like the fifth or sixth when like all this shenanigans started happening, and I was like, Grandpa Lossy emptied his bench in the fifth. You know what I mean? Like he's like, let's we'll just put it all out there, baby. Let's go. I just want a Maya on the bench. I think that I think there was a Maya on the bench by at the by the sixth. He had two guys. He's got a twenty eight man roster or some shit. And he's got <laughs> he's got left with a Maya, and who else would have been back there? Probably uh, I don't know. There was one more guy though. I forget. Um, I don't know. They probably brought back Trey Mancini just to piss us all. Who off. are we forgetting? Yeah, there was somebody else that was on the bench. Somebody say in the chat because I don't feel like looking it up. But the other thing I. So that was a little close to, for comfort, that game. Was it Patrick? No, Patrick started. Mate. He hit yeah, the he started. Oh, yeah. Oh, he hit right. the, yeah, he did pretty good. I mean, the who looks out of steam, it really is the bullpen still, how they gave it up against the Pirates. They were still kind of almost giving it up. Like Merriweather, his outings, like load the bases. In, like Saturday, loaded the bases, struck out the side. Then Sunday's out there again as the closer, and it was the same thing. He put two guys on, and then he was able to get out of it. And then the Cubs had to win twice. The right. d- oh yeah, the and double double you. The- yeah, talk about the innings. He's got the most innings out of the bullpen for the entire season. I think he is insane. How much they used Merriweather once they realized he was good. The the answer to who was on the bench was Jared Young, and um, thank you for that, Jeff Berta. Oh, I got some good stuff coming up. Well, he had a homer and Jared got benched. Young love. He got he hit a homer and got benched too this week. Good for him. That's that means Ross likes you. That you know that's what that means. He, um, he just Ross likes those guys so much he wants him to sit on the bench next to him. Yeah, he's, exactly. You <laughs> hold my hand over sit here. Sit over here, son. You smell good. Um, <laughs> but the um, uh, what what did I want to? I would just got derailed. What was that? What? Oh, the double W. We all thought the game was over. We. Oh. Dude, all the flags went out. We started singing. The lights turned into W's. On, and then they're like, actually, foul Wait ball. It. Foul <laughs> ball. And, and everybody. Dude, I've, I haven't sensed doom like that in a, in a while. Because every <laughs> Cub fan was like, Curse. I know they all shit themselves. Like we pulled the flags out too early. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Fitzy's saying that was bananas. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, Tom said Clark ran out of the field. He did. Yeah, Clark runs out with his giant W flag and was like out there. Ian Hap turned around to us, gave us like a "I love you guys." And said, thanks, well, you know, hopefully we'll see you, you know, kind of thing. And he ran to go celebrate with the other guys as Clark's running out. And then they, and then Ian stopped. He's like, whoa, 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 something's not right here. And then he had to go back and field his position. And then 
when we finally did one, Ian turned around again. He's like, all right, we'll do it with this one. <laughs> so we all had a good laugh about that. But, I mean, it all's well that ends well. But, boy, did that feel like we were we were in for another curse. I thought it was the wedding. <laughs> the wedding did it the come back. The wedding curse, it? yeah. Yeah. Um, um, what I was saying earlier, Merriweather having the most innings, he's actually tied with Mark Leiter with 67 innings pitched out of – or no, 67 games. Where are the innings? Oh. Under yep, Merriweather has the I most – yeah, well, the it's it's switched up on me. You know yeah. how that goes. Uh, no, so Merriweather has sixty nine point one innings nice. to lead nice. the, the bullpen. Nice, yeah. And Mark Leiter has the same amount of games, but sixty three innings. So, what else about this? Oh, last thing about this series. Um, okay, Marcus Stroman uh, comes out of the pen. When he, after being injured, he pitched him two days in a row. And then, so we're like, oh, they're going to use Marcus out of the pen. And that's just how they're going to use him. But then they're like, no, 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 no. Actually, we're going to take our most effect, one of our most effective starters in, in Javier Assad. We're going to move, make move him back. And we're going to make Stroh a starter again. Now, my point being this, if you wanted to start Stroman, and and say, okay, we want to build Strowman up to be a starter. That would make complete sense to me. He's been a starter almost entire his entire career. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you, in fact, that would probably make more sense than what you did, which is come, put him in the pen at all. Just let him like be an opener, you know, for Assad, for Wisniewski, for Smiley, for yeah, some situation. Schedule the, the two innings. Schedule it and then say it. And then if you, you can go three because his pitch count's good, then great. That's gravy, yeah. baby. We gets in a little trouble, get him out of there. Just have that plan. Then maybe by this time he's going four innings, five innings straight, getting stretched out to where he used to be able to do it. But instead they screw around, and then he didn't even look good coming out anyway. And they're like, no, you know, you looking bad, you know what that's perfect for? Being a starter. <laughs> and so they moved into <laughs> starter, and it was bad again. And yeah. It wasn't bad, bad, but he didn't didn't go as well. Like there was some cheap hits, a lot of were dumping stuff in, and like there was some bad defense behind him too. Um, but uh, you know, it's just. And the, but Assad was great. Assad was incredible. Um, John Pickus writing in. Rossi just wanted to mic drop announcing Stro at the press conference. No, we were all shocked because they just did the opposite of what they said they were going to do again. Yep, yep. It- yeah, no, but I, I think Pickett's kind of right. He did sort of do that. He stood up and was like, oh, by the way, Strowman is he, – he like, What did he think he was doing with that? Like, did he think he was generating a, a... – I, I don't know. Like, no-hitter against the uh, against the Pirates again or something? Like, <laughs> he like the Marietta situation? He acted like that time when uh, Rizzo came back on that freaking bruised up. Yes. Ankle. And he's like, oh, but have I – what like the Steve Jobs. I got a thing fit. for you. It's a one-legged Anthony Rizzo on a lot of painkillers. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine just being out there on, like, uh, where, where are all the kids taking? The thing that's killing everybody. Fentanyl. Um, fentanyl, yeah. He's just out there on fentanyl. Fentanyl and vodka, just <laughs> Let's get it done. 
Um, so anyway, that that was that series. But I I just found that a little bit pondering, like why the. But it's I'm so tired of complaining about their dumb decisions that like I'm, I feel like at a like I've been abused. Like I feel like I've got Stockholm syndrome that I'm like starting to just like love my captors or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bill Sugas brings up KB, who had uh, the 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 kind of series that the Cubs wanted him to have. <laughs> yeah, he's, he he was very clergy. He clerched up. He clerched it up for us. Um, yeah, and it's nice that they give him ovations all the time because it's hilarious. Like my mom th- found it hilarious on Friday when I was when everybody clapped for him. I was like, "Oh, who's up?" I'm like, "Oh, it's Chris Bryant." She's like, "Oh, Chris Bryant's up there." I'm like, so she starts clapping, and I'm like, "Yeah, now strike him out." She's like, "Yeah, strike him out." <laughs> <laughs> and, and then and then he did. She's like, "Ha ha!" Like my mom gets like, yeah, my mom gets pretty evil about stuff like that sometimes. Like she really <laughs> wants to win, you know. And by the way, she was at uh, many a win this year. Like she's had pretty good luck. So. I'm not. If we do make it to another playoff game at Wrigley, I think it might be a good idea to get my mom into that ballpark. There you yeah. go. Yeah, I think I don't think she's been to a playoff game before either. So I would like to try to make that happen. Hopefully, it does. So, um, but we should, we should probably take a break. I mean, Eric Wheelow is going to come by soon, and we wanted we're going to do rakes, flakes, throws, and blows at the friendly confines because yes. it's, it's they're done for the regular season anyway. So. How about we take uh, – first of all, we're going to give away a Patreon prize tonight. So if you're not already a Patreon subscriber, you could still get in on this and win an In the Clutch T-shirt and look as incredible as Bill Sugis does in his Morel Destroyer shirt. Love so, it. So uh, patreon.com slash sunranto. Um, you join up. It's a you, it's as little as a dollar, although those slots are dwindling. I've limited that because a dollar ain't shit anymore. So uh, patreon.com slash Sunranto, you get a Cubs pod every single day. Um, and you're the only one that gets it because it's only for uh, Patreon people. Uh, yeah. You get to join our Discord, which is where we all hang out after the show tonight and all the time during the game. Um, and so you get to be friends with all of us there. And... Um, I don't know. That, yeah, the, I, I the Discord is the Discord is so worth it. We're in there all the time talking about all this stuff. Uh, you get to really put your own thoughts out into the world, and then we talk about them, and we go back and forth, and then you you watch the show or listen to the show, and all of a sudden you're like, "I said that on Discord," and you can get really angry and like scream, and people think you're nuts because they don't know what's going on in your headphones. Yeah, we basically own have the Discord just so we could steal all the other smart people's good <laughs> ideas to put on this show. So thank you. Oh, and, all- yeah, Bill oh. says, and you don't get suspended. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Haley says, I think your friendship is worth a dollar. Yeah, exactly. I, I come cheap, people. So, um, and Alex says, Discord is amazing. Ranters are the best. Oh, and there is a new... I'm going to bring it up. I forgot to do it, but there is a new obvious shirt for Sun Ranto. And um, oh, we saw yeah, that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, let's take a break. We'll be right back. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. 
you can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rancher levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. Yes, become a super ranter today, won't you? For the price of only half a cup of coffee. Remember that old Sally Struthers uh, commercial, the Save the Children, where they show you pictures of these poor children that were starving to death and in the middle of the night that's that's for less for, for less than you'd spend on a cup of coffee you can get a cubs podcaster drunk exactly <laughs> and not even that drunk <laughs> no not really so um all right well i, I i did just mention the obvious shirts i managed to screenshot them in the break there check those out I feel like I'm part of the family now. How much money is going to you, Danny? I'm going to guess 94% of the profits go straight to you. You know, we didn't really work out like how that's going to work out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah, I'm... um, I dropped the long, wrong, wrong link in the chat, by the way. I'm going to try to erase that uh, real quick. I, I dropped the link I just w- said to Eric Wheeler because you know how um, all the everything works together. Oh, Jesus. Did you just invite everyone in the I chat? I invited everybody. So if anybody <laughs> wants to come on the show, come on. Come by. I just accidentally dropped the wrong link in, in the chat. Um, oh, Haley. Uh, Kolar said she just signed up for Patreon. So thank you very much. Yay! Uh, thank you, Haley. Um, so anyway, if you go to Obvious Shirts right now and you type in Ranter uh, or Ranto, Sun Ranto, you're going to find all these shirts right away. So it's our store. And I actually don't have a really a deal with um, Joe from Obvious Shirts. To be honest, I owe him like $300 from when he made some uh, – from uh, when he made the Bleacher Bum Band shirts, and he in he and I tried to send him an invoice and give him the money, but he like never like got with me about it. So I just kind of told him, I'm like, sell these Ranter shirts, and then maybe I don't owe you 300 bucks anymore. Yeah. How about that? Get so, out, yeah, get out there and buy those shirts and pay off Danny's debt. Pay off my debt <laughs> <laughs> because I do thing. like I do like the one that just says Ranter with the with the white. 
Yeah. Oh, you I, like the white one? See, the I think I like the white one, one outlined in red. I like that a lot. Okay, That's the one see. I want too. Okay, then, and of course, I'm the odd man out. I'll take the red with the white outline. And do you see, Michael, your artwork is now in an obvious shirt. You see on the left sleeve, we got I little. I see that. And actually, as long as we're here, could, do you have a vector version of that image? Because Joe would like it to be a higher quality image than what I said to him. <laughs> I, love, I love that it's like this stick figure, right? It's just like. No, really like, hold on. We need the high res version of this. <laughs> cartoon stick figure that has made it onto t shirts, has made it onto uh, bags, all sorts of stuff. Made it onto Chris Salato's leg. Chris Salato's leg. And Joe is like, you know what? I really need a higher quality version of that. I don't think he understands the whole idea behind that guy. It's low quality. Yeah. <laughs> the more pixelated, the better for us. If it looks like if people got to get real close to your elbow, it's just so you can smack him in the face. Yeah, no, I... I I do actually, I think that's actually pretty cool. I'm not a huge fan of the obvious shirts because uh, I've got, my body's a little roly-poly and they they really like to cling to it. So I got to get, I don't know, maybe like an extra big one so that it doesn't stick to me quite as much. But uh, I might have to get one now. Your gold shirt. Gold shirt is to look ripped in an obvious shirt. Oh my God! Yeah, there's your goal. Looking, ripped. If you can look ripped in an obvious shirt. You're like Chris Morrell level. Yeah, Chris does look good in an obvious shirt. In fact, I know Chris Those looks things... good in every shirt. Yeah, Joey W says shows <laughs> off man boobs, and that is exactly what happens. It it tucks up under here, and then I kind of sweat a little bit, like yeah. right here, <laughs> and then yeah. I just got the little side boob sweat. You, you need a girdle. It's very simple. <laughs> yeah. I think they call it a man's ear. Yeah, a man's, man's ear. ear. Exactly. I'm just going to stick, uh, I don't know, Kleenexes and shit up under there. Okay, let, you know what? You, you Let's move on. You can put deodorant under there. That's one of our girly tricks. Ah, deodorant under... Br- Is that why breasts smell so good? That's one of the reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, uh, let's get into uh, some of these rakes and flakes because I think th- I find this interesting. Some of these splits, and th- yep. you're just going to do home splits. Okay, so yes, so this is the final. Uh, we're going to get the final raker, flaker, thrower, and blower for the home field Wrigley season. So it's only the 81 games that were played at Wrigley, and um, we're going to play a little quick game with Danny and IFG here to try and figure out uh, who these guys are. Okay. So, okay. you're going to do the drop, or are we just going to get going? Yeah, uh, yeah, here we go. Today I'm going to show you how to rake. How does one rake? Okay, so the, the players that I used had to play at least half the home games at Wrigley Field. So our lowest viable raker or flaker is Trey Mancini, who played in 42 of the 81 games at Wrigley Field this year. The most games played at home was by Ian Happ, and he played 79 games, okay? So these stats are going to come between 42 and 79 games. All right. Who had the most home runs at home for the Cubs this year? Here's a hint. The difference between first place and fourth place 
is one home run. Mm. Mm. So a bunch of guys tied for second is what you're saying. Or second or fourth. Yeah, yeah, the first through fourth is really bunched. Why don't you answer first? Hmm. And answer in the chat, too. Everybody uh, give us your answers. Pincus says wisdom. Haley says morale. I think, hmm. Tom Cooper says wisdom. They might be looking it up, so don't look it up. You got to just do this off the top of your head. I think I'm going Christopher. Okay, she's got morale. What do you got, Danny? You know what? I was going to say morale too, but uh, you know, I'll go with the pink. I'll go with uh, Pincus and the wisdom people and Fitzy and saying wisdom. I'm going to say wisdom. Oh, you guys are you guys are wrong. Unfortunately, is it Bellinger? It's Bellinger with 14. Ah. Morel, Swanson, and Wisdom all had 13. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very it was very close. That's why it was a good it was Good a good job, Billy. I was like, wow, I didn't think it would be that that close. Okay. So, everyone knows that Hap had the most walks this season. But who was in second place at Wrigley Field. Who had the second most walks at Wrigley Field this year in this lineup? Hmm. Who took a lot of walks? The, I, I think wanna... this is I, I've got a few stats on this one. I think this is gonna be interesting. Saya. Okay, we got a, a vote for Saya. I'm gonna okay, say we... I'm gonna say Gomes. Okay, we got a Nico in the chat. We got a Dansby. We got a Saya. Bill Sugis with the win. Oh, Talkman, of course. Yeah, Mike Talkman. All right. And everybody's chiming in. I can't get rid of the thing. Yeah, so Talkman had, uh, he was second despite, so he beat out Swanson and Horner despite playing in at least. 20 less games than either one of those guys. Wow. He also hit 289 at Wrigley and led the team in OBP. What a guy. So, Talkman, the summer of Talkman was real at Wrigley. Yeah, he was really, yeah. like, when he was at home at Wrigley, he was on it. So, I home thought that cooking. was fun. Well, and a hometown boy, so that's kind of cool to see. That, you know, the Palatine the Pounder, you know, and all that stuff. And then the home cooking to be real like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is. It's fun. Okay. There were a lot of triples this season. And Wrigley is a tough place to hit triples. But who hit the most at home? And I can open it up. There's, there's, there's no Damn. limit on this one. You guys just aren't going to get it right. Miles Masterboni. <laughs> okay, he went with Miles Masterboni. No, I don't think that's true. Um, I'm going to say Saya. Okay, Saya. Bill Sugar says Gomes. Gomes. Yeah, Gomes. <laughs> <laughs> Gomes was second. Ah, I knew he had, had a couple. <laughs> that's amazing that a catcher was second. Was it Morel? Yeah, no, I, I remember being like shocked every no, time you he gotta, did it. Yeah, but, you got you know, a, a guess. IFG. Uh, okay, so my my guess was Gomes, um, but let's go with ooh, let's go with old old glass hammy Madrigal. Sure. Okay. Well, 
no one was ever going to get this right. Okay. Because it was Jared Young. What? Despite only playing 10 games at Wrigley and having 25 plate appearances, he hit three triples. The guy hit three triples and two homers. Oh, you got to bench that guy. Get him out of here. What a bum. All day long, all season, everybody's giving me crap over my love for Jared Young. Man, when I saw that shit, I'm like, I'm putting that in there. I don't. <laughs> That's incredible. Good job, buddy. That is wow. Nuts, right? Yeah. That's an answer three, to a trivia three question. Triples. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now for the overall Wrigley Raker of 2023. That's Cody Bellinger. He was fourth in games played, but he had the most home runs, the most RBI, RBI and the highest OPS of qualifying hitters. So, excellent. All right, so now we can move on to the Flakers. I haven't worried about Flakes since my grunge days. Remember them? More and more. Okay, here we go. The most hits on the team was Nico Horner with 92 at Wrigley this year, which is actually pretty good. Uh, But who had the least amount of hits at Wrigley this year, keeping in mind that the lowest number of qualifying games was Trey Mancini at 42? So who had the least amount of hits with at least 42 games? Mastroboni. I'm sitting here going, how many games? Um, was I'll let you guess again, in? Danny, because Master Boney did not qualify. He's got 29 games. Uh, I got to be Hosmer. We got, uh, no, Hosmer didn't have enough games. Uh, yeah, uh, no, he... Amaya didn't have enough games. We're going, it's got to be above 42 games. Okay, above Tucker 42 did not have games a, at enough. Wrigley. Above 42 games at Wrigley. So that's like a full half season, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, lowest number of hits. With a... this, this one is going to be a bit of a shocker as well. Uh, okay, we got to vote for Gomes. God. Patrick Gomes Wisdom. Had... Patrick Wisdom. Okay, Ooh, that's IFG. a good one. Um, oh, Wisdom's a good choice, but let's go. You know what? He had a. Really rough run there. Let's go Saya. Okay. It was Patrick Wisdom. With oh. So Patrick Wisdom played in 45 games at Wrigley. He only, he only hits homers. He only yeah. had 20. No, I feel like that was the right answer. I just didn't want to have the same answer as you. Right. He only had 22 <laughs> hits. But 13 of those 22 hits were taken home as souvenirs. He had wow. nine he only he only hit the ball nine times where it stayed in play. Nine times. <laughs> That's insane. That's over hilarious. half of your hits nine in times. at <laughs> a season were out of the park. It was amazing. Okay, so who on the team drove in the least amount of runs at home this year? So the least RBI. Half. So you know okay. Hap is Danny's guess. We got uh, see, we got a Barnhart in here, Miles in here, Hap in here. Um, Haley says, "Oh, he was he tied second for homers and yet had the least hits." That's insane. Yeah, yeah, uh, agreed. Uh, and Tom Cooper gets it correct with 
Madrigal. Ah, yeah. So Nick Madrigal, with the same number of games played as Wisdom, but with more at-bats, only drove in 11 RBI. Really? So he drove in... I feel like you can get 11 by accident. RBI than uh, Wisdom hit homers, and he had more at-bats. And that's tied with Miguel Amaya, who played in 20 less games and had less than half the at-bats that Madrigal had. That's insane. So Amaya, if Amaya gets what Madrigal had, I mean... He's way it's, all, it's all the specialization too. I think I feel mm-hmm. like it. You know, that's just making these outsized numbers happen. Like, you know, like you're only well, using wisdom when you're like need the power. So you're, right. you're power up. Uh, like that, that lineup. True, that last magical play. Wisdom's like your hail mary. I need a run right now. Let's hope he hits a dinger. Kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So but, he's only going out there to do that. Yeah. Right. But Nick Madrigal right. was out there a lot, and he was always in the back of the order. There should have been guys on, you know. But, but I do believe that he got up a lot early, like, you know, first or second batter with nobody on and just got on base. Yeah. I think he did That's that a lot. That's more his role. That's more what it should be. That is anyway. his role. But that guy was playing – he was batting ninth probably most of the year. So okay. is that the end of Flakes? No, one more uh, – so this one is a bit more skewed toward the guys that played the most at Wrigley this year. But who had the most strikeouts? Who had the most total strikeouts at Wrigley this year? So it's going to be one of the guys that played the most at Wrigley. Obviously, because if you only play 40 games, you can't really get yeah, the most strikeouts. stat. Ian Happ. That is correct. Yeah. Ian Happ had 84 strikeouts in 79 games. Now, Christopher Morrell had the most Ks per game with 1.22 strikeouts per game to Happ's 1.09. And those two, along with Trey Mancini, were the only qualifying players who had more strikeouts than games at home. Wow. So, yeah. And then... So the Wrigley Field Flaker for 2023, based on OPS, is Nick Madrigal. Everybody loved how much Nick Madrigal did on this team, and everybody's in love with him now. Oh, he plays a great third base, and he does all this stuff, and they talk about how he hits, and and they're so in love with him. Well, guess what? His 661 OPS is 61 points lower than the next guy, and that next guy was Trey Mancini doesn't even play baseball anymore. So, hey, Nikki Five Steps, baby. <laughs> Not good. So are you ready for thrower? Yes, now we're ready for throws. Throw my hands to the Lord. Okay, so we are not doing a game on this one because there's just not – I mean, the pitching stuff is a little too crazy. So I'm just going to run through it. Uh and there's no surprises. Justin Steele, of course, was the best pitcher with a 2.65 ERA at home. He's got 105 strikeouts in 102 innings pitched at Wrigley Field this year. So I think he's at around 160-some, almost 170 innings. And the vast majority of those were pitched at Wrigley Field. And that's great. But the big number is that despite having pitched at least – 
24 more innings than the next best guy, who was Tyone, by the way. Uh, he only had 21 total walks at Wrigley Field this year. So he's clearly far and away the thrower for Wrigley. And from the bullpen, I'm giving this to Adbert Alzali, who really got it together and became the closer that every team needs. He got 10 saves at home uh, in 11 chances, and his whip was under one at Wrigley. And he's the only guy in the team that can say that, except for Brandon Hughes and Luke Little, who only had 10 innings between them. So, like, he had, like, in the the 30s for innings, and he had a .95 whip, and the only guys better had, like, seven and three together. So, but, yeah, that's your throws. Except for that he just lost the – that Steele just lost the Cy Young – and Adbert's on the shelf. So <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, Your season's uh, over. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Hit the blow. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. You just... You just put your lips together and blow. <laughs> yep. So, okay. Before the season started, I would have absolutely said Drew Smiley. Everybody knew that I had a hard-on for Drew Smiley. I kind of was angry with him. I wanted Assad, uh, you know, and I definitely would have said he might be the blower for the season. But then he was amazing in the first half, and I had to cover so many of his games on Pod, it drove me insane because he was always winning, and I had to eat my words every single time I did the Cubspod. Uh, so... It is surprising now that he was bad enough in the second half to actually get the the blower for the year. His 5.60 ERA at Wrigley is the worst of any pitcher on the team, except for Anthony Kay and Daniel Palencia, who are only a little bit worse than him, but they have much smaller sample sizes to skew their numbers. And... Because he did it with 10 starts and eight games out of the bullpen, he wins it for both starter and bullpen. He's a double blower. And that's oh, it. the old double blow. <laughs> the old double blower. That'll get you every time. <laughs> Thank you for putting that together. It's it's. I, I found those splits so interesting. I want to do some more of that stuff in the offseason. Well, it, it, when we get to the end of the season, we can do this again. I'll look them up. We'll play another quick game uh, with the hitters. We'll do it again with uh, the away stats. Fun. Oh, yeah. So um, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to bring on Eric Wheelow, who's going to come and tell us all about how the Brewers are going to crumble in an epic collapse uh, within the next couple of weeks. It's going to be exciting to hear about, and I know you're going to want to. But first, I want to play a commercial for In the Clutch, which one of these T-shirts is going to be won by a ranter tonight. So please join on. You can still get into the contest. Um, all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash sunranto, and you can win an In the Clutch shirt. They got a lot of cool stuff there. 10% off with code sunranto, and here's a commercial. <laughs> If you like the Cubs a bunch, buy your t-shirts from In The Clutch. We've got all the best styles for you. Dansby, Sayer, Morel too. Clark Fly and his double U. Cody Bellinger, smoking dudes. Vintage shirts from days of old. Patrick Wisdom and Nico. You'll look sharp wearing your stroke. 10% off with the code. S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. 
S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. InTheClutch.com is your store for the most fun baseball shirts on the planet. Don't forget to use promo code SUNRANTO to knock a couple bucks off your purchase. Stack or die, we need more cups. Get it all at In The Clutch. Cause if you like the Cubs a bunch, buy t-shirts from In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Do you ever find yourself longing for long walks and talks about catcher metrics? How about a coffee or a run differential? Maybe a candlelit dinner dissecting what exactly is the curious case of Miles Masturboni? If you have, I have just the place for you. The Cubs PS Plus Podcast. Come join us. Cubs PS Plus, a Northside numbers game, can be found wherever it is you get your podcasts. And on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, all at Cubs PS Plus. A spin on the baseball metric, OPS Plus. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Welcome back to the Sun Ranto Show. I've taken my hat off because I was hot. Like, You're always I, hot, Danny. I know, baby. <laughs> Look at me. Um, so just wanted to run through this real quick. Michael, you did some injury updates. Anything interesting on that front? Like, Are we going to get any of these guys back? Boxburger's gone. Gone. Uh, Candelario's been gone. Adbert's gone. Madrigal's been gone. Anybody? Oh, um, yeah. So the only interesting thing is that uh, Candelario is back doing full baseball activities on Friday in Chicago, and he's currently day to day. So it's possible we see him again. And then Adbert had a uh, light bullpen session on Friday that went well. He was supposed to play catch on Saturday and then have a more intense bullpen session on Sunday, the 25th, which is today is technically the last day of the 15 day IL. So he could come back, but I have, I was not able to find anything on whether or not he threw well today. Well, so we don't know if there's a chance he'll come back, but you should put hashtag chance in the chat and win a message of hope and doom sent to your house with the picture of Frank Chance on it. Hello, I'm Frank Chance. <laughs> we should we should do Tickers Ever's a Chance Theater, shouldn't we? Like you get a Tickers one and and the other uh, one you let's get do at, the, at Evers. We'll do a clutch cargo. <laughs> clutch cargo with the hands. So um I would like to invite onto the show our good friend and enemy, Eric Wheelow. Eric, the Brewers, first of all, welcome. But the Brewers are about to collapse yet once again in front of your face. And you've already, I mean, you're, you already won your ticket to the show. I get it. And then you're, you're going to try to set things up all week. And your team's going to get tighter and tighter and tighter. Oh, and they get nerve, more and more nervous. And, you know, Craig Council's, like, butt is going to turn into, like, just, like, so tight that he could squeeze a diamond out of it. And um, what's going to happen is the Cubs are going to get into that third wild card spot. And then they're going to go up to Wrigleyville North. And it, you're not even going to win a game. Like, it's, you know, I, I'm not even buying game three tickets because it's not worth my time to even front the money because what, the Brewers are just going to waste it on another loser team. So, like, how are you going to deal with that epic collapse? And um, 
what are you going to do this offseason? Did you just recite me a Cubs romance novel? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> is this all you guys have left is spinning some ma- land of make-believe stories about what this Cubs potentially going to do? I mean, Cotton, you're sitting here talking about stats. You're like, we should do that in the offseason. Guess what, guys? That's coming in six fucking days. So, <laughs> guys, guess what? It's a Bob Euchre alarm clock. Your time is done. It's closing time. You don't got to go home, but you can't fucking stay here. All right? It's over. It's over for the Cubs. Uh, don't, you, don't you know that the Cubs are tied for the second wild card spot right now? Yeah, you impressed? Yeah, you're lucky. You lucky? You want to spin fucking make believe stories here? You're lucky we tanked it against the Marlins after clinching because guess what? We got plans for you guys. The last series of the year, (laughs) we want to do it ourselves. We want the pain to feel real. We want to put it right up your assholes with no lube, and we're gonna do it ourselves at Miller Park. That's what's gonna happen. Are you guys ready for that? Everybody's every batter, all nine batters, just getting pegged. All of them. I'm gonna All eat. Them. I'm gonna eat extra cheese curd. I was writing romance novels. <laughs> well, I will. Guys. I will tell you this. I'm. I'm gonna eat a bunch of cheese curds and laxatives and just go into Miller Park on Sunday, and just remember that guy that was caught peeing all over the the concourse. <laughs> Nothing yet. Because if we get eliminated on that Sunday, I'm gonna eliminate all over the concourse. Okay. <laughs> they hired that guy to play Bernie. Your team's shit in the bed in September, so this only tracks at this point. (laughs) I go down with my team, you know. No, Um, you've proven it just through uh, this false, uh, you know, I I say it all the time on here, this false confidence. You you live and die with this team. Cotton, I just got to call you out. You were so confident right before September started. You said the Brewers were going to tank. Oh man, you said you said you had to go on and defend your bad Assad take. Now you got to defend this one as well oh on your God. own okay. podcast. <laughs> I, wait, I wait, hate till, this. wait till I he gets this. into his bad Tyone take again. <laughs> I I I fucking hate this, but these fucking Brewers every goddamn year. I we're we're rolling into since what twenty eighteen? I think fucking rolling into September. Every year, and I'm like, there's no actual team up there. They're fucking glue and scotch tape and bullshit. It's just fucking nothing. And they just win. No, we just win. You know what happens? Win in September, and it drives me insane because, I mean, I don't know how a team can look so bad. Throughout, like, just on paper. they. You know what? This is where shit, shit Bambi has a point. Let's play these games on paper because then the Brewers would be off in fucking no man's land and the Cubs would be in first place. Because the, the, the Brewers, Brewers got, the Brewers got lucky. Huh? Who did we get? We, we picked up Mark Hanna, right? We got Josh Donaldson, who's hitting bombs. We got William Contreras, who we picked up in the offseason, who's raking. Carlos Santana got him from the Pirates. It is 300th home run in September. We got Rowdy Telez striking dudes out. We're scoring 12 runs in a single inning. Lucky or just a team getting hot at the right point, ready to make a run? 
Um, what did you do in the, the offseason? Right, they made the right moves at the trade deadline, and they are they are hitting way better all of a sudden because yes. up to this point, that expected win loss. The the great historian of baseball, Pythagoras, used to say that the Cubs should be nine games ahead of Milwaukee, and now. It says the Cubs should only be two games ahead of Milwaukee and because Milwaukee has just been coming on hard. And you know you we blame for that? Grandpa Rossi. That's who this is on, right? I I love this because you guys did well enough, and I've been saying it. I hope you do just well enough where you have to bring him back, and then you're just stuck with his ass. My, Eric, it's been my my nightmare. Eric, we have a very special guest uh, that we'd like to bring on because I know that up in Wisconsin, you guys are really into polka and uh, you know, kind of like that northern music. So I, I know. Y- I know you're a big fan of yodeling. Like every time I go to your house, you're like putting on yodel albums, and we just sit there and listen to that all night long. So I, I have I, sex I, to yodeling. That's my uh, that's my soundtrack. Yeah. Well, I hope this doesn't oh, turn then, you out too much. Hit record. That's yeah. baby making music in Milwaukee. That's but what we, that is. We brought on a professional yodeler, uh, Little Everett Yoakum. Welcome to the show. Uh, yodelay, yodelay, yodelay. So there it uh, is. what what are you going to perform for us today, Little Everett? Yeah, twenty twenty four is coming up, so I'm going to sing the tw- sing the yodeling song for the twentieth anniversary of Home on the Range. It came out on April second, two thousand and four. Okay, ready for it. You see. I yodel it a little out of low. The sweetest way of resting yet devise. Cause when I yodel it a little out of low. Why look he had him cows got hypnotized. <laughs> he don't prod, he don't yell. Still he drives him doggies well. Which ain't easy when you shaps who label XXXXL. If you're looking from a bovine point of view. I shirk and yodel it a little out of load a little little out of yodel it a little Oh, that was amazing! And what a great choice! Nothing says brewers like a song about cows and triple XL and all of those things. <laughs> so, uh, Little Everett, can you? Uh, you're a big Cubs fan too, right? So who's your favorite player? See ya. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) He even had an exit. I love it. Oh, nailed that performance. Yeah, he really he really did. We we haven't heard from Little Everett since I used to do those uh, spaces in Twitter. And Little Everett would, Everett would come on every now and again, and we'd take a break right in the middle of the conversation. Be like, Little Everett's here. Let's take a break. We need a palate cleanser. And things are getting a little hot. We need a yodel. So He, he absolutely job, killed that. That was great. He can really sing. Okay. Uh, f- follow him on TikTok. He actually has way more followers than I do on TikTok. <laughs> well, because so, he does something people want to listen to, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the trick. Uh, so, um, so the Brewers finish out. Well, it doesn't even matter. You already won, and you're kind of stuck in that first wild card spot. Do you have a preference of who you think you'd do better against? Would it be... The Cubs, the Marlins, or the Diamondbacks, because an outsized chance of the Reds, I would say, still. But 
mostly it's going to be those teams. Who would you prefer to face amongst them? Uh, I think I'd prefer the Marlins, you know, and it's not because I'm dodging the Cubs. We're going to just end it in this series end of year. But I like the Marlins because you go up against that team, the pitching staff doesn't have a ton of depth to it. They got to go into that bullpen quickly, and we've proven we can beat them. So I like our chances against the Marlins, and that's probably who we'll face. Yeah, that's one thing that we were not able to do was beat the Marlins. So, like, it's going to – it's going to – so don't ask us how to do it because we don't know. And, and I, I mean, come on. The, the in-division game between us, we know it's going to be a dogfight. It's oh, going to be it. That would mean that we would have to play uh, at least five straight games against each other, possibly six, yes. and all of them in Milwaukee, I think, <laughs> right? Like, that would suck. Like, I can't. Well, and Robert writes in, didn't the Marlins just take two of three from these assholes? Yeah, but they just clinched, so they didn't <laughs> yeah, care. Like, we didn't just... care. We were bombed. We were all drunk, and we uh, beat them three or four, like, the week before that. So, And and that is kind of like – Recency bias, really strong with Cubs Nation. Tends to be a, a theme with these people. <laughs> and that's oh, kind of – I don't part... think you know us. We've been talking about 2016 for seven years. <laughs> There's no recency bias here. So, well, first we got to face the Braves, who used to play Milwaukee. So we've got like an all kind of Milwaukee week, if you want to consider it that way. Um, How are you guys feeling about this series? I mean, Braves are in. It's the same as you. Like, does this – I don't know if this is good for us or not. Because these teams have already clinched. They're they're already kind of set up. The Braves are going to get a bye no matter what happens this week. Yeah. Yeah. it really doesn't matter. Does it even matter if they have more wins than the Dodgers in the end? Probably in some home field if it became down between the two of them, right? But um, So they're going to try to win. I'm not going to say they're going to throw it out there, but they're not going to be sending their aces out there for 120 pitches, you know, no. trying to – they're, they're going to be resting guys. They're going to you're going to see some of the utility players starting. But that doesn't necessarily – that's not necessarily good for us. Like, yeah, no, you got you got guys who are fresh who are trying to prove something coming up. Yeah, exactly. And that can be – and the Braves are a deep offense. Like, they've got all year long in Emeralds, every single category, they've hit the most home runs. they got Acuna, like, breaking records left and right, just on having a monster year. And so it's not like he doesn't want to break more records. Like, he wants to go out there. He yeah. wants to be playing. But this, but this Braves team isn't as scary as it was last time I was on the show at the start of the month. I mean, Charlie Morton just went on the 15-day uh, DL. Max Freed's on it. It's like they're going to have some issues with starting pitching, and I think that plays to the Cubs' advantage going into this series right now. I, it could. I mean, we just haven't – We just the Cubs have never really risen to the occasion this year too much. You know, like it's it's it has been – it's hard to think that we're like going to march through this week triumphantly with like a six and one. Mm-hmm. Like that just doesn't seem like us. I think it's more of like a four and three and hope the other teams go three and four kind of thing, you know. And I think that's where we're at. Um, and you got the Marlins; they got the Mets and the Pirates coming up. Yeah, I, let me put up these, um, and, and everybody can tell me what they think. Here's the Diamondback schedule. They've got the freaking White Sox, who have ju- who are just decimated. 
you know, and then they've got the Astros who are in the Catbirds. Well, actually, they're fighting for it. Astros are fighting for it still with the yeah. Mariners. So Mariners so, and the Rangers, all three yeah. of those teams are going for it. Yeah, I, you're watching that be. race a little bit more, right? Yeah, what's going on in that race, IFG, right now? Are the Mariners it, in? Uh, no, they are. They they've kind of hit a skid. So where we are, um, basically all of my teams are the same team. We are we are <laughs> extremely concerned at the moment. <laughs> and then the Reds, uh, I didn't. They don't barely play. They've only got five games left. There's one cut off here. Uh, the Guardians for two, and then a day off, and they're off today. So they're going to have a tough path just because they don't have that many games left and they're two and a half back. So I don't think that's going to be bad, but they don't have a tough schedule. Like they could, they want to, they could win all five of these probably, but they probably won't. Um, And then Miami. Yeah. Like you said, Eric, the Mets and the pirates pretty easy for them. So, but I don't know. Mets Miami. They, they, they play each other pretty hard too. So. And we got uh, the Cardinals coming up who obviously, don't want to let us win anything. Yeah, the Cardinals, at home. Yeah, the Cardinals don't want you to win, and so they're going to be playing you tough. I, we haven't seen the Cardinals in so long. I don't even know who's on the team anymore. I mean, honestly, like is Wainwright still there? Yeah, it's been since July, right? Yeah, July since we saw the Cardinals. It's insane. Yeah. Um, by the way, in August, the Cubs did beat the Braves two out of three. So, you know, we might be coming in. Of course, one of those starts was a Fulmer win, and he is dead. Uh, Assad started the game and went 3.2, and then the other game was a steal start. Well, so. and here's and here's what's going to happen. In They're skipping Hendo to pitch him in Milwaukee. So no. he's not going to be starting in Atlanta. For I don't know what reason. I mean, they did freaking club him. That remember he had like a perfect game going, and then in the fourth inning he gave up like seven, and he couldn't get it out. Yeah, Do you remember this game? The, this was like in August, and then. Uh, but here's what we're gonna throw in in uh, Atlanta. We got Steele, Tyone, and Stroh is gonna start again. So that we'll see what happens there, and then it's probably gonna be Kyle Wicks and set up to be maybe Steele again for that Sunday last matchup. But as far as the Brewers would go, um, we're going to miss Burns. Yes. But do you – because Burns is going to pitch on Thursday. Yes. And then you're going to get Woodruff and Peralta the next two days, which isn't an easy task, Adrian Hauser. And then Justin Steele on that closing day. Yeah, I mean, it, and Steels looks tired, so it's like we don't really know what we're going to get there right now because the last couple starts haven't been great. But it's like, um, yeah, so those are your matchups. I mean, it, it looks like you're looking at like a Burns-Wicks. No, wait, sorry, Woodruff, Woodruff-Wicks. Uh, no, no, Woodruff-Hendricks, uh, Wicks-Peralta, and then... Steel or I don't know Assad. I, I don't know. We this is going to be a long, crazy week, and I think that you know Grandpa Lossie's going to have the the quick hook a bunch. I think he's going to be like pooping himself early. But how is he going to have the quick hook? Like who does he have in the bullpen? Do you remember really Joe good? Madden when he pulled <laughs> Kyle Hendricks in Game Seven of the World Series? That kind of quick hook. Well, but he had 
he had John Lester to come in after him. I mean, he had somebody there. I don't know who the Cubs have right now to do that. Unless, Bring in Merriweather. Bring in Merriweather. Unless they want Wisniewski. I mean, Wisniewski could maybe do some. Keegan Thompson is back on this game on this team. I'm just saying it's all hands on deck all week. If they think they can win the game, they're going to try to win every single game. And it's just like because they need every win. Like the yeah. Brewers are coasting. and But I still think that they probably want to stick it up our butts too. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I hope we do. And I hope we rest up in this Cardinal series and just come guns a blazing and knock your asses out. That's the goal. That's what everybody wants. That's what Milwaukee wants. It's what if America you're scoring wants. Scoring these games, at, if you're at the game and you've got your scorecard out, get two of them and tape them together, because there's going to be a lot of swapping going on. All 28 guys are going to get used in at least one of these games. All right, so, I want to. I want to hear predictions. What what are you what are you thinking this uh, this last series is going to look like? Are you guys still up? Are you down? I think it'd be I, funny if the Cubs swept you. Uh, <laughs> I, I think you should it. do it as a bit. Yeah, I would laugh as a bit. <laughs> just well, for goofs, um, we need just some payback. Just I mean, we well, we must okay. avenge 2018 at some point. It must so, be avenged. It must be. The, the Cubs are six games back. Mm-hmm. There are six games to play. The Brewers lose six. The Cubs win six. They end the season tied. And let me guess, we probably don't have a fucking tiebreaker. I'm going to look it up right now. <laughs> but my guess would be that would be the way that this season would end. We would chase your ass oh, down. So funny. And we would end up tied the same record. We fucking lose because of the tiebreaker. Let's see. We we would have to win all three, but yeah, against Milwaukee, the Cubs are currently five and five. Ooh. Oh. So but you would have to win all six anyway. But uh You have you to win know. all six, but then they would win the tiebreaker. And if they did that. I mean, I wouldn't even need the end of season tournament. I mean, I would. I would run from here to Milwaukee with the fucking W flag. I, I know you're not <laughs> trying to do it, but you're giving the cards way too much fucking credit right now. You don't think we're winning one against them? Come on, stop complimenting the cards. Oh my god! I don't like Danny said. I I have not clocked the cards in in two or three months, except for to see that they're what twenty games back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a thing of beauty. It's if, in fact, if there's something that we can all take away from this season, no matter what happens in the end, it's that the Cardinals came in last. Mm-hmm. It's very <laughs> possible for Here's the Cardinals it. to finish the season with only 69 wins. Nice. nice. <laughs> Here's, I, I would, I'd love a hundred losses. Yeah. Is that still possible? Can they lose a hundred still? No, they can't. Ah. I think I took him to win over like ninety games this year. That was a bet I placed. Very. Oh nice. my god! <laughs> Money well spent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do have to ask though, if we are the ones that end up being the executioner of the Cubs for this uh, this season Sunday, will I be allowed on this podcast, or will I just be blacklisted for? Quite no, a- we become a Brewers hatred podcast, <laughs> okay. and you come on every day. For the rest of the playoffs, you're on every day, just so we could shit on your team. <laughs> right before the game, too, when you're trying to get all psyched up and excited, yeah. we're just going to come in and tell you how you're going to lose. 
It's going to be yeah. really entertaining to, well, me. I mean, you're going to be the scab that we just decide we want to just keep picking so that the wound never heals. Yeah. Just keep bringing <laughs> Wheelow on. So, uh, yeah, predictions uh, for the week. I mean, God, I mean, th- this Cubs team, they're very sensible. They pr- they could go four and two. Mm-hmm. That's my prediction. And I don't know which four and which two because it'll probably be the opposite of what uh, you would think. Oh, over the what, what, next six yeah. games. Do they, do they, what do you think? I mean, that's as optimistic as I can be, everybody, about. I uh, actually, what do you got him going this week? Five and one. Ooh. That's really optimistic. Which game do they yeah, lose? A random one to the Brewers just to piss me off. Yeah. <laughs> that was their goal. That was the goal. So Bill Sugis says uh, one and two versus Atlanta and two and one versus Milwaukee. I I feel like that three and three is a real thing, but I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like it's a uh, they'll win. See what? Yeah, they'll win against Atlanta and give us a little bit of hope, and then they'll lose to the Brewers. So well, maybe maybe two and four. That's what I'm they going. Win, with. They win two out. Of, they be- win two out of three against Atlanta, and then get fucking swept just to like make my life miserable. What I like is that like there's a really good chance that one of us is going to be right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I think we guessed all the scenarios. Exactly. <laughs> How about this? They, did, did anybody say this one that uh, they sweep the Braves, get everybody excited, and then yes. lose all three? Lose all three. No, nobody predicted that one. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, they're yes. like they're on a roll. Here we go. It's like when they swept the Giants and ended their season, basically, and so, then yeah. and then got swept by the Rockies or something like you know that kind of thing. Do you just have school buses just picking people up outside of Wrigleyville and just busting them over to to Miller Park for this series? Or I mean, what 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 should we expect in terms of the Cubs turnout for this game? Because Bruce fans will show up. They use the same wait. They, they when used the have same they ever buses. shown up? Yeah. Well, first of all, I will I will say this: tickets are available to the wild card series as we speak, and there and you can buy for forty bucks a ticket to see this game. If you think the Cubs, you want to place that bet that the Cubs will be the wild card team playing the Brewers because they could still be playing the Phillies. We could get the second spot. Um, pretty, you know, we're tied right now. Or we're not tied, but you know we could very easily get the second spot within this week. Um, but if the Cubs were to play in Milwaukee next week, that's a very valuable ticket. That game will sell out, no doubt, of in my mind. But if it's the Marlins versus Milwaukee, no one will give a crap, and you might as well wipe your butt with your ticket because like you're not going <laughs> to sell it on SeatGeek, and that forty dollars ticket is basically worth you know not even the price of. Uh, Cheese curds. We'll you sell may it out. as well go. We'll sell and- it out. You don't understand Brewers playoff baseball, baby. We pack that stadium, man. We sell every goddamn ticket in the place. Whatever. If they're playing the you Marlins, be- your best bet is to go up and hope you see somebody pissing in the aisles. <laughs> and it might be me because I might buy a ticket. And, 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 <laughs> I, I, that's the last game I'd ever want a ticket to. 
It's like, can you imagine driving two hours to go see the Marlins and freaking Brewers in a playoff game? Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, but um, yeah, listen to Cubs Pod all week, and you got to be a Patreon subscriber, and then you can listen to Cubs Pod, and then you could hear about all these games. It will be all elation or all dread. Yeah, <laughs> there, there will be no in between. <laughs> um, so uh, I do want to say that I'm trying to. I want to do a game watch this week, and I talked to. Remember Emily who came on and talked about the Braves, and she's like knew about all the teams, and then we're like, oh my god, a new friend, Emily. Well, anyway, I think she might be able to come on on Thursday. So I'm going to try to get her on the Discord, and we can do a game watch that night. So I'm hoping we can do that. That would be against the Braves. I think that game starts at like 6.30 or something, something like that. But there will be more information on the Patreon. I'll post about it if we can get that going. It's just not booked yet, but we're, we'll try to do that. That's on the 28th. And I have to mention that the day before is Eric Wheeler's birthday. Hey, Wednesday. There we go. Yeah, Wednesday, you and Johnny Onomatopoeia turn. How old are you turning? Uh, I'll be 36 years old. Oh, you look like shit for 36. I know, man. (laughs) (laughs) I had you pegged in your at least mid-40s. Nothing my mom hasn't said to me. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So, but happy birthday, dude. Like, that's freaking awesome. Um, uh, Do you have anything to plug? What are you doing? Oh, what am I doing these days? You're on a show. You're yeah, on show. I'm on a daily morning football show with Kay Adams called Up and Adams on FanDuel TV. And we also stream live every day on YouTube. Uh, I didn't add the link yet, but I'll put the link in my bio and you can click that. Uh, tune in. It's fun. The Bears suck, so it's been really great. Oh, I my God. The Bears are so... Bears. Oh, man. It's lovely. Uh, talk about false confidence once again from Chicago. You guys were so excited for this team. This was the this was the year. Playoffs. Right, and, Packers and, and, are down. You know, Jordan loves horse shit, but I'll tell you what, with Packers quarterbacks, we don't restart. We just reload. That's what oh we do. Oh my god. <laughs> so gross to even hear it. <laughs> I think but, I might become a Packers fan just to piss hey. people off. Just cause it, I, I kind of want that that kind of angry vibe. I want to be – I want the target on my back. I just – just once yeah. in my life I want to be to, a to winner. To be a winner? A winner. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I don't have a football team. I'm really not a Bears fan, you know. In fact, I laugh when they lose because it's, uh, you know, everybody's so ridiculous around here about the Bears. Yeah, um, it's so it, – uh, the Bears thing is so frustrating right now. Like, we're not even paying attention to the games because we're we're trying to – everybody's trying to figure out why the FBI is raiding the defensive coordinator's house. Yeah. Yes. Usually not a good reason. No. So not only is it your and Johnny Automatopia's birthday, but I want to say happy birthday to Hal Oberhide and R.I.P. Um, Ari Soglin's birthday is this week. Stan Mitchell, a fine Patreon supporter. Johnny Automatopia, who I already mentioned, and Eric. And on Wednesday is Levante from the Lost Boys. His birthday is this week, too. So is Ann Johnson and Kelsey Renee Kammerer, Matt's wife. She. Uh, it's her birthday this week, and Mike Levito. So tons of birthdays. People screwing at Christmas. Yeah, uh, it's it's the New Year's. It's the New Year's birthday rush, or yeah, you know, you guys are eggnog babies. And, you know, Christmas and New Year's. <laughs> eggnog babies. <laughs> <laughs> you got the your parents got the nog. They they were nogging. <laughs> yes. So, 
Happy birthday, Eric. Hey. <laughs> ask, ask Rumchata shots. I'm, I'm expecting uh, deliveries from you guys. Malort and Rumchata shots. Oh, my God. So <laughs> next Monday, we're going to do the Ranta Roundtable, and I'm sure we'll have lots of news. And uh, we're going to talk to everybody. All the usual sub- suspects. We're going to hear from everybody. We'll start that show at seven o'clock. I'm hoping. The, I hope uh, that works for everybody. If That's everything goes right, go it's, real long. It's going to be a preview of the end of season tournament. That's the hope. Yep. And uh, I will be at the game on Sunday with Crawley. So if hey. we're, we're we're up in the euchre seats, we're way up in. Uh, Right behind home plate, but way up top. So we'll be up there. Uh, so come say hi. Bring us some cheese curds to for my uh, laxative uh, adventures that I'm gonna. That I'm if you, gonna. If you can't find Crawley, you'll, you'll hear him. So just just listen. <laughs> yeah, you'll. Not hard to find that one. So um, we we are gonna give away a chance postcard, and uh, you will be eligible to win the giant, fabulous bag of goodies. But we're also gonna give away the Patreon prize of the month. So uh, why don't we do one of those prizes first? And I think it should be the Patreon prize. And yeah, yeah so uh, this is for the in the clutch T-shirt, and um, I have to add a name to it here. Oh, nice. Oh. Speaking of cheddar, Eric, what are the five types of Wisconsin stup cheese? I feel like I'm being. <laughs> I honestly have no idea. Yeah, no, it was in the chat earlier. The stup cheese? Stup cheese? Yeah, you know about yeah. this? No, apparently I'm a poser because uh, I'm stumped. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to point out all these, look at all these fabulous names of people that are on here. Just take a look at all of our supporters, probably some uh, familiar names to some of you. But thank you to all of you who do support us. One of you guys is about to win an In the Clutch t-shirt. And if you want to buy an In the Clutch t-shirt, you go to InTheClutch.com. It's the only group that we know is not filled with Russian bots. Here we go. And the winner is... Who is it? Congratulations. Casey Knapp. Casey Knapp, you are the winner. Congratulations. Uh, I will be contacting you soon and uh, let you know which... To to find out what T-shirt you would like to pick from the In the Clutch collection. So, um, what else? Oh, yeah, TFCs. Uh, I only have one, and it kind of harkens back to um, uh, something yeah. that we were talking about earlier, which was the Dan Nielsen game uh, on Wednesday where the Cubs blew the game to the Pirates. And um, this comes from the Discord, the Rancher Discord. Seth Kennedy said, I can't help the feeling that Dan is up there thinking, these fucking idiots wanted to watch a game for my birthday I'm going to make them miserable. (laughs) (laughs) I could absolutely, I could absolutely see that. It really was kind of one of those things where, you know, Dan used to always call in and get you going one way, you know, like, Oh, we're coming. We're making a comeback. And then he just shits all over the end of it. And just, you're like, Oh, I didn't see that coming. (laughs) So So. uh, you got, you got one. Yeah, and R.I.P. Dan, and we miss you. I, I yeah. should no, I sh- uh, I showed mine earlier, Danny. It was the 
all the idiots out there who think that being tied with the, with the Diamondbacks is a tie when it's clearly not a tie. Not a tie. I just thought this was funny. Somebody mentioned, uh, I think it was Fitzy mentioned in the chat, that there were $1 uh, White Sox tickets on Thursday. And I'm like, what? People have a dollar ticket on SeatGeek or something? No, I went and looked it up. It's the actual tickets. They're listed <laughs> wow. at 89 cents. Those, wow. are good, those are good seats, too. Oh, my God. That is amazing. Straight from the team, 89 cents. Well, maybe wow. we should. God, maybe we should change where the game yeah. watches and go to this. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, well, that's I, why they said they're trying to do a blue out for eighty nine cents. They're to be honest, to- like beating beating out the yeah, but beating out the um, uh, Diamondbacks really helps us. The White Sox can do us a solid right about now. Oh, Haley Kolar says it's it's because they rescheduled the game. Right? No, and it's I don't want to get into it, but th- there were some weird shenanigans with that. Uh, where they made them play today against the Yankees and moved the whole other game like all the way to Thursday because there was a mutual off day. It just worked out good. Free parking as well. Well, you don't need to park there because your Uber home's an ambulance ride, right? Well, it's in the day. I believe it's a day game too. So I don't even know if I could actually go. I think it's like 1 o'clock. I don't think I can make it. But anyhow, it's a great idea. I support it. But um, what else are we doing? Just giving away the prize, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Pay, uh, chance. Hashtag chance, no. Hashtag chance in the chat. And if you want to hang out afterwards, I'll be over in the Discord for about an hour. And we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. And, um, okay, we got 20 entries, but it's usually more than this. So uh, let's give it a draw. Uh, okay, I want you to read all of those names. Big money, big money, no whammies. The winner is Joey W. Joey W. Congratulations. Joey's won a lot this year. I think and Joey's the front runner for the Bleacher Bum Band video contest, too, because he's the only one who has entered. <laughs> so if you want it, so he just basically is running the contest. He's going to win a Justin Steele autograph if you guys aren't careful and don't enter. Get on the clock app and make us a silly video. Yeah. How, how jacked up would it be if Joey W does like 40 videos? He's the only one, like last day, somebody pops in with like the most amazing video ever. Just one. <laughs> it's like 30 seconds long and like it's horse. clearly the winner. Orson Welles quality, just like this incredible <laughs> video, this a giant art film that ends up winning Academy Awards and stuff. Yeah. Just, just do a montage of all you Cubs fans crying at the end of this series. Uh, that should win. That should be hilarious. You know what? I, I will take you up on that. And then the big finale of the video, just me, like, laxativing all over the concourse. at Miller Park. <laughs> He is so into this. Yeah, it's it's a scatological end of this season. So, um, all right, enough with the poop jokes. I've got two songs to end it. One is going to be uh, Dan Nielsen's uh, "Woo" song, and then uh, and then I'm going to play a song that I forgot about, but it's a Beatles parody song about the Cubs winning on the road. Just positive as I can be at this point. So, um, see you over on the Discord and. Uh, Spagog. Spagog! Oxwerb. 
Why don't they win it on the road? 